Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from Luke chapter 11, the praise of prayer. When my focus is squarely on the person of God, I begin to think about who he is and all that he is. I think about the many names, titles, and descriptions that are found of him in the Bible. And I cannot help but spend a season of prayer in praise and worship of him. Here's Pastor Tim. Leviticus chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. The Bible says, Therefore you shall keep my commandments and perform them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. This word for hallowed, is built on the same word that we get sanctified from. Hear what he's saying? He's saying, I will be treated as special and as holy by you because I am treating you as special and holy in my own estimation. So I am to, I am to hallow his name simply by saying, to, to equate that with with what? What at their very beginning? Therefore, you shall what? Keep my commandments and perform them. It's through obedience to him. If I am to hallow him in a, in a similar way that he is sanctifying me, what is the process or what is the what is the real point from my perspective from which I reach sanctification? It's through obedience, isn't it? You're not going to be sanctified outside of obedience to the Lord. So if I am obeying Him, I'm hallowing Him. I'm keeping His commandments. We break His commandments. According to that verse, we profane His name. But it's our obedience that honors Him and exalts Him. So we pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. We're praying, Lord, let Your name be feared. Let Your word be trusted. And let your commands be obeyed. Let me give you one more. Still in Leviticus, this time chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. Again, I go back so that you can have the story. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. You know, think back to what we just what we just said. Where are they in the in terms of obedience? They're in the midst of disobedience, aren't they? And what does he say? You have profaned my name because of that. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. I must be hallowed. So Aaron held his peace. So how do we hallow his name? How do we regard him as holy? By glorifying him. By exalting him. We see it in obedience, but it's also simply the glorification of his name and of who he is. So when we pray, our Father in heaven, 
Hallowed be your name. We're saying, our Father, let your name be feared. Let your word be trusted. Let your commands be obeyed and let yourself be glorified. That's the request, isn't it? When Jesus says, you pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. His request is that God be glorified in all things. That's the request. There there is, however, in this model prayer and in this final phrase of the first sentence, another element that I want us to inspect. Now that I know what it means to hallow His name, I want to focus on His name. So if the request is glory, the recognition is of God. I'm simply recognizing Him for who He is. You know, focusing on His name as recognition. And then that yielding to His name, again, then brings me this question, then what's His name? It's not just God. I mean, that's, that's a generic term. If I'm to hallow His name, then I want to know what His name is. My mind immediately goes to two passages. One is Isaiah 42 and verse number 8. It's where God says, I am the Lord, that is my name. You know, I mean, how clear can you get? I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. So that's the first verse that I think of. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm wondering, what really is God's name? He says, I am the Lord, that is my name. Then Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 Let me just kind of break this one down for you. Moses is giving his excuses to God about why he cannot be obedient to him. And then finally he asks God this question. He says, well, if I do go to the children of Israel and they ask me, who is sending you? What is his name? What am I to tell them? So again, this is one of those verses where I look and I go, well, this is easy to follow. (laughs) What is his name? And then here it comes. I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. So what's his name? God says his name is I am. The Hebrew word is hayah. It's a word that simply means existence. He is the self-existent one. Then his name gets expanded when we move to that verse in Isaiah. You see, the word hayah is the root word for what he's about to say through Isaiah when he says, I am the Lord, that is my name. The word Lord there is the word Yahweh, or the word Jehovah, if you like that, if you prefer that translation. Both of those are the same exact word. It's the self-existent one, the existing one. So it simply is that God is. The Bible does not defend nor talk about proof of the existence of God. The Bible assumes that you're smart enough to look around and see there is a God. You know? Not all of us find in that category, do we? So when I look and I ask, okay, if I'm going to hallow His name... His name is I am. His name is Lord. 
His name is Yahweh Jehovah. But you know, as I go through the scriptures, there are a number of other times where he will say, this is his name. Just like that Exodus verse that we had earlier when it said, his name is Jealous. And he writes it just like a name. You know, there's another one where he says, I am the high and lofty one whose name is holy. And again, it's written just like a name. In Jeremiah, Jeremiah calls him the great, the mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts. And then there's this prophecy concerning Messiah. When Zechariah says, behold, the man whose name is the branch. So what's his name? This is, this is my own opinion at this point. I think his name is Yahweh. His name is Jehovah. Everything else becomes a description Everything else is a title. Everything else is, and I, and I don't mean this in, in, a, in a trivial manner, but a nickname, one that is familiar with us in our relationship with God. And you find hundreds of those in the Bible. There's no way that we could exhaust those names tonight. So I, so I kind of just went through and found the names or titles that are given to him that include that name of Yahweh or Jehovah. <laughs> and again, I can't do all of those either. There are too many of those. So I'm going I'm to funnel them down to just eight. Eight that I think are really important or maybe they just speak to me and I hope that they do to you. Jehovah Jireh is one of those names. It means the Lord will provide. You see it in Genesis chapter 22, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. We need to be reminded as we pray that He is the provider of all things. This one's a mouthful. Jehovah Mekodishkim. It means the Lord who sanctifies you. He is sanctifying you. He is making you into the image of His Son. And so in Leviticus chapter 20, He says, And you shall keep My statutes and perform them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Jehovah Nisi means the Lord is our banner. In Exodus chapter 17, Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is My Banner. In other words, that's where I get my name from His name. I'm under His banner. I'm under His protection. Jehovah Rophe. I'm sorry, I missed. Sorry, I skipped that next one. Jehovah Rohi. Or Rohi. It means the Lord is my shepherd. You hear it from the beginning of Psalm 23, don't you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. To unpack that name. There's so much that's in there. Let me give you this the next four. Jehovah Rophe. It means the Lord who heals. In Exodus chapter 15, it says, Moses built an altar and called its name, The, the Lord is my healer. I, I didn't mess myself up, didn't I? The Lord is my healer. I am the God who heals you, he says. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. Judges chapter 6, Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is peace. The Lord is my peace. Jehovah Shammah. We talked about this in our Sunday school class a little bit today. Out of Amos, he mentions this same thing. The Lord is there. 
He says, the name of the city from that day shall be, the Lord is there. Sometimes it's just enough to know that He is present. Jehovah Sidkenu means the Lord our righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 23, now this is the name by which He will be called the Lord our righteousness. Going through the scriptures like that is like opening up a treasure box, you know? In my prayer, I want to recognize who God is. And then I want to treat His name as if it is special and holy. After all, His is the name that's above every name. And for that reason, we praise Him. We're going to conclude our service tonight the same way that we did last week. And that's by praying. It's not enough to just talk about prayer. We need to pray. And I want to give you an opportunity tonight maybe to, to do these very same things. Maybe, you know, <clears throat> search through your Bible really quick or search through your own heart. What are those names of God that mean so much to you? What are those names of God by which you can offer Him praise and set His name apart as special? If you want to pray in your seat, pray in your seat. If you want to come to the altar, come to the altar. Whatever you need to do, I want you to have freedom for the next several minutes. I want to begin our prayer time, and then we'll just let it go as long as, as, long as it goes. Our Father in heaven, may your name be hallowed and glorified. I praise you, I exalt you, I worship you tonight because you are the Savior. You saved me. You took me out of that horrible pit. You translated me from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. You took me out of that miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. You did for me what I could never do in a million lifetimes. I praise you. This year, at Brit David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.